Thanks for downloading the Expert Market Focus podcast. This series features interviews between our CEO and Entrepreneur of the Year, Titus Sharp, and other successful business leaders. To read more about these stories and find other useful videos, articles, and research about running a fast growth business, visit our website, expertmarket.com forward slash focus. Well, Hugh, thank you very much for coming in. It's great to have you here, and we're very excited uh, to hear about your amazing new drinks company. Um, so maybe you could just start off by telling us a bit about the story behind where Ugly Drinks came from. So um, Ugly is a 100% natural fruit-infused sparkling water. Um, it comes in a can, a 330ml can, and we have no sugar, no sweetener, no calories, no artificial ingredients in the drink. It's currently in two flavours, lemon and lime and grapefruit and pineapple. Um, and what we're really trying to do is create a carbonated drink in a can that's an alternative to traditional soft drinks, whether sugary or sweetened. Um, Joe, my co-founder, and I had the idea for the business uh, back in 2013 when we recognised an opportunity to create a product that gave consumers choice for something that didn't have those ingredients in. Um, and we started working on the, on the project back then. So uh, it's, it's really been born out of that desire to give people an opportunity to pick something up on shelf that... Uh, doesn't have a lot of bad stuff in uh, and let them have that choice. So is your mission then to actually change the way UK, all the world's consumers of, <laughs> of drinks drink and not have sugar in those drinks? Yeah, so we, we loosely define our mission as trying to make uh, healthy beverages accessible and available to as many people as possible. So. What that means is that we wanted to make a drink, a healthy drink, without some of the bad stuff in, that was affordable. So um, our recommended retail price currently is 99p, and hopefully we can make it more accessible in future. Um, stocked in as many places as possible, geographically. So we want it to be available in every town in the country, ultimately, and give people that kind of, you're never too far from a can moment. Um, but then also accessible in a way the brand is as well, and we wanted to make a, a healthy drink that didn't feel like you were picking something super healthy up and super boring. And so hopefully when you see the packaging and the branding, it looks fun, it's energetic, and it's got a sense of humour that maybe other healthy food and drink products don't. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make something that tastes great and that people go, ah, oh, I love that brand, that's fun, that kind of says something about what I'm about, rather than giving someone a bland, healthy option that they, they regret picking up afterwards. Yeah. And so do you feel yourself part of a wave of new sort of food businesses that are coming out in the UK? It seems there's always, I always get amazed by how many there are. There's Brewdog, there's Innocent, you know, yeah. there's loads and loads of brilliant sort of food and beverage people coming out in the UK and there seems to be more and more ever increasing. Are you, are you, know, are you part of that ecosystem? Yeah, so those guys uh, led the way. So Innocent first, what, 17, 15, 16, 17 yeah. years ago now kind of really changed the whole way the UK drinks and, and ultimately eats food, eats food and drink in the long run. And then Brewdog recently in, in alcoholic drinks has done something similar. But I think right now in, in the UK there is a whole swell of people that have noticed that there is a need in shops for products that are healthier, more natural, uh, and just better for you ultimately. And so uh, the way we think about it is there's a lot of shelves in shops that have been sleepy. Um, there are categories that are um, not innovating, that have done the same thing for maybe 50, 60 years with ingredients that probably could be improved. Um, and so for the entrepreneurs and people starting out now in the community that we're in, there are big opportunities to make stuff healthier. And that community has been a big support factor for us. And hopefully we provide it back as well. And 
that other founders can phone us up and yeah. vice versa, and I think that just makes the whole thing yeah. go quicker. Yeah, the whole ecosystem of the yeah. food and drinks, all these new companies coming out can get stronger and stronger. Yeah, it's You're all, we're all talking. Yeah, yeah it's something I'm quite passionate about as well yeah. as actually making food and drink something that people want to work in. Yeah, um, yeah. Everybody eats and drinks every day, so it's yeah. important that people have access to good stuff. Yeah, amazing, that's fantastic. Um, and and do you feel that the do you, do you think the big drinks companies are worried about the the likes of yourselves coming into the market? Is it they do you think they they're constantly focusing on you? And how does that relationship work with the big th- drinks companies? I think the big drink companies are very aware of the challenges they face, yeah. um, and they are probably working around different solutions on on different brands. I think ultimately. It, the big company level, they have different strategic ways of, of playing with it, introducing new brands to their portfolios and working that way. Um, but they, they, are, they very much are looking now to, to work with entrepreneurs to kind of grow their businesses rather than maybe taking them on, which they might have done five, ten years ago. And so that, again, is part of the ecosystem, which is positive and I think moving in the right direction. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and you mentioned you had a co-founder. Um, I'm very blessed. I've got five co-founders in MBF and, and uh, four of them I've worked with and four other startups before. Um, and I remember there was one time, uh, early days, where we were at the point where we were just about to give up and go and get normal jobs again. We were so close to it. You know, have you had sort of low moments like that that you'd like to share? You don't have to. I remember one time we were just, we were literally, right, that's it, we're done. Yeah. We're going to go and just get a normal job. I just can't be doing with paying yeah. salaries anymore. It's too much, too much of a headache. Yeah, we, I mean, our first product uh, was a bottled version of yeah. a similar drink, and we ended up having to withdraw that product from market uh, a month after we launched it. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, a month after launching that product, three months uh, having left our jobs, yeah. we were back working for other businesses again, trying to get money into the business. And so when I'd, uh, I'd left, left work, being like, I'm never going to have to work for yeah. the man, in yeah. inverted commas again, a uh, month or so later, I was building PowerPoint presentations for another business. Yeah. Um, we appreciate the fact we got that work and managed to keep our business alive, but that was a yeah. pretty low moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sticking together and kind of working through it and looking over at your co-founder, as I'm sure you can relate to, is yeah. can drag you through some moments. And yeah, I like yeah. to think that Joe and I have both kind of had that yeah, effect yeah. on the other at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It definitely happens, without a <laughs> doubt. So, so it's great that you've got a brilliant co-founder. And, and, and for people sort of starting business, have you got any sort of recommendations as to what to look for in a co-founder? Is there sort of like... What, is it a yin and yang thing, or is it like minds thing? What do you what do you think the importance um, uh, sort of factors of a good co-founder? Are? I think um, ultimately the 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 most important thing I think is trust, um, yeah. which is quite a hard thing to know yeah. you have in somebody early on. And luckily for Joe and I, we'd worked together yeah. for uh, three and a half years, for almost four years by the time we started a business. So I had known what he was like. We were, we were very good friends when we decided to do it. I knew what he was like, he knew what I was like, and so we went into it eyes wide open on how it was going to yeah, work. Yeah. Um, what they, they, there are ways to date co-founders and things like that, but they say you probably already know that person you might yeah, want to start yeah. a business with. And I generally believe that, so I think trust and knowing somebody is the most important. Yeah. But then having skill sets that probably complement yeah, yeah, each yeah. other makes sense, so yeah. that you're not treading on each other's toes, yeah. but you're also doubling your spread of where your work goes. So, um, what I found over sort of working for years with lots of different co-founders is there the comes this innateness of knowing what 
everyone's strengths and weaknesses are. So almost like you almost don't have to tell people, you know, this is my responsibility, that's yours. They just you just naturally gravitate towards the things that are. Have you found that sort of thing happening? With yeah, de- definitely in the areas that we feel comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I good. think right now the. Uh, Accounting and the uh, more manufacturing side of uh, yeah. we've had to more, I guess, strictly divide up. Yeah. Um, probably some sort of natural uh, <laughs> natural move, but uh, I'm yeah. not a bookkeeper by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. Nor, nor am I. <laughs> yeah. But I'm covering that right now, uh, and Joe on the uh, yeah. on the operational side. And yeah. Um, but yeah, you, a part of being, a, I guess, a, a founder is that you have to learn these skills, yeah. and ultimately it puts you in good stead for down the line. Yeah. Um, we're both a lot more literate in accountancy yeah. and uh, operational procedures than we would have been five years ago. So, uh, yeah, stretching ourselves that way. Yeah. And what do you think the biggest opportunity is for, for you guys? You know, in, in the sort of the, the very sort of foreseeable future, what do you think the big opportunity is? Yeah. So right now we have two flavors. I think there's yeah. definitely an opportunity for us to add a couple more flavors to the range that maybe appeal to people that aren't currently buying ugly. Um, so we're looking to introduce introduce a couple more this year, um, which will improve our range and then. Ultimately, we're looking to, to get in more and more places where people buy carbonated soft drinks. So yeah. more and more offices, more and more stores, especially in central London where we have good distribution now. And there's an immediate opportunity in that, but also kind of hopefully in the medium term, getting some larger retailers, some yeah. groceries, some, some supermarkets and, and spread our footprint that way, yeah, um, yeah. which we're excited to do. And what do you think your challenge to achieve that? What's the biggest challenge that's constraining you to achieving that immediately? Um, I think it's probably. I think the the challenge the challenge for Ugly is we we've created a product that we like to think is disruptive. Yeah. Um, the packaging format in a can uh, for a can drink not to have sugar and sweetener in is is pretty new. To have a name like we have, which is obviously pretty different, and then to create a drink that tastes as it tastes. There are quite a few different things for consumers really to get used to. Uh, we're already starting to see signs that um, there is good traction there, and that. Uh, consumers want drinks without sugar and sweetener in, which is exciting for us. Um, but we're probably beginning to surf on the crest of the wave. Um, and so it would have, would have made our lives a lot easier if we put sweeteners in it, but we didn't want to do that. And so um, that's probably our biggest obstacle. Essentially, I just had a, had a drink and, and I opened it and it was actually a different experience. It's like, this, this is such a different, you know, when I open it, it's, I've not experienced this. It feels like, and so you notice you know, there's a visceral sort of taste yeah. difference from, from any other canned drink I've ever had and that was fascinating to me and it's like and I, re- I think it would be more impactful when the actual consumer opens the drink has it and they go wow this actually tastes different and yeah. I, you know, it doesn't taste artificially sweet and it's actually really invigorating yeah. to actually know hey I'm not being poisoned uh, which is fantastic so it was great it's the cold can moment is yeah. has a lot of nostalgia for people and, yeah. and uh, maybe it's something that people have stopped drinking for 10, 15 years and we give people the opportunity to come back to that kind of that feeling, that moment, that carbonation yeah, moment yeah, that yeah. has like a refreshing feel that I don't think many other packaging formats really deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been quite exciting for us to see people come back to something they might have had s- yeah. not had since they were a child yeah. and that's quite an exciting moment and yeah, like yeah, you just yeah, said yeah, there's yeah. Something about the that carbonation yeah, in the yeah, can that yeah, is exciting. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, you know, I, what I'd love to hear from you is is words of advice you'd give to people starting a business. We've talked about the co-founder. What other sort of 
nuggets of advice would you give to people who are looking to enter the journey, not maybe yeah. of food, but also of other, other, other um, startup areas? There's a couple that we, we, we reflect on. What yeah. would we do again if we did differently? Or yeah. what are the bits that we distill out? Um, I think one of the first ones is asking questions when you're early on in the startup process. Um, not only of people who've been there and done it, because I've always found they're very helpful. Um, yeah. We try and be helpful now we've kind of, I'd say been there and done it, but now we're on our yeah. way. Um, but you can ask a lot more questions than you think you can. You shouldn't be worried about it. So anybody looking to start up should just keep asking them. Yeah. Particularly from a food and drink point of view, finding manufacturers or that if you, every time you talk to one and they say, no, oh, we can't make this, then maybe ask them, would you know anyone who can? And that yeah. question can unlock a lot of opportunities. Um, probably alongside that, I'd say um, just being patient and working hard and trying to do things without spending as much money, uh, much money at all. Yeah. Um, a, a big learnings for us, we maybe rushed into it with a bit of excitement that you'd expect from starting your first business. But um, really, you just need to test things, make sure they work, see how long you can last without spending as much money as possible. Yeah. You can always spend it another time, yeah. but the, the slower you spend it and the more you learn um, will always stand you in good stead, I think. And what was your channel? You raised money. What was your sort of channel of raising that money? Was it angels? Was it sort of VC? Was it sort of crowdfunding? Yeah, so yeah, our first round was uh, it was actually a family and friends round. Okay. Um, there was actually quite a lot of people in that round okay. as well. So um, I think with SEIS and, yeah. the, and the benefits to investors now, um, it was quite an attractive proposition. But it's, I think it's almost 14 people yeah. involved in the end. And yeah. it's a whole wide range of network like, of people. Um, and on, on the family and friends thing, I imagine it's a bit like the public declaration of we're getting married, <laughs> we're starting a business, support us. Do, you, do yeah. you feel a sort of weight of responsibility to your friends and family it's that uh, we're going to deliver, they've put some money into it's us? It's a combination of, uh, of um, when the pressure's on, yeah. it's a combination of, oh, I better not mess this up yeah, because yeah. I know these guys really well. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, not that I would treat anybody's money yeah. incorrectly, but yeah, um, yeah you have a, an emotional attachment, but also when it is hard and you're yeah. like, well, this is, we've been supported here by people yeah. that genuinely want us to do well and it yeah. does motivate you as well. So it's a double-edged sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I generally think it's been a good thing and um, yeah, yeah. they've been very supportive even when we had problems as well. So yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe we've really been less sympathetic from some people. Yeah, yeah. And you've just raised some more money? Yes, um, we've just been in that process for, for nine months and we're excited about the next phase for the business. So um, that's exciting, that's exciting for us to, um, kind of really kickstage the next start, next stage of growth for us. Fantastic. Well, I think you've got a great product. I love the fact that you are disrupting the industry. I think your your you know, your the actual look is very different. I think the actual taste is very different and I think the proposition of no sugar is absolutely brilliant and very disruptive and there should be more people out there fighting the no sugar cause because uh, you know it's it's uh you know it's a worrying state of the world at the moment, and so I think we need really, really positive missions and, and companies like yours. It's fantastic. So good luck with the Thanks. Uh, <laughs> next stage of growth, and we look forward to seeing it on, on shelves all over the UK. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Expert Market Focus podcast. To hear more from this series, subscribe now or head to expertmarket.com forward slash focus.